Well, the Cleveland Browns have a couple of roster moves that we'll talk about today. Who could be in and who's come, who's going out? We'll also talk about, uh, you know, Miles Garrett, his updated situation. Will he possibly be able to play this week against the uh, Chargers? And then finally, we'll, we'll get into the Chargers game from last year. We'll take a look at what happened in that game, some of the things that the Browns can duplicate and get better at to see if they can pull out a win at home against the Chargers coming up this this Sunday. It's called, coming up all on the next episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day, uh, pleased to be here with you guys today, of course, as always. I appreciate you all for making Lockdown Browns your first listen, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you're following, subscribe to the show, or of course, available now on YouTube. Uh, crossing that line about uh, 3,500 subscribers. Let's get those numbers going, guys. Here, uh, try to get to 4K here soon. So make sure you're subscribed over there. You have your notifications on. So as soon as the content drops, you are all ready to digest it. Your hosts. Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, your host, Garrett Bush at G Bush 91, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday, of course, available on YouTube. And of course, uh, the Barbershop Saturday mornings, pre-game coverage, post-game coverage. A little slow here today, mechanically here on Lockdown Browns, man, but this weather's got to get better, man. G Bush ain't an early riser. Me, I've already been up three hours. You know, technical difficulties, they happen from time to time. Browns made a move yesterday. Um, Drew Forbes, uh, who was signed off the Browns practice squad, has already been released. The Browns signed Drew Forbes off of waivers yesterday. Drew Forbes, originally a 2019 draft pick of John Dorsey. Um, this work kind of gets a little interesting, uh, G. The Browns released second-year safety Richard LeCount. Now, Richard LeCount, First things in first first and foremost becomes the first Andrew Berry draft choice in his time here with the Browns to be released, to be moved on from. Um, Richard LeCount um, last year didn't play much. When he played in the preseason, he played pretty well. It was a time where the Browns basically sent Richard LeCount home last year, uh, but for a week, similar to the incident that Perrion Winfrey went through this year. Um, you know, with LeCount being moved on here, um, and I, look, it's kind of quiet Monday into Tuesday. You don't get a lot out of the locker room. This is the time where everybody gets to spend a little time with their family. Um, so we're not sure if the Browns are, you know, anticipating LeCount clearing waivers so they can put him on their practice squad. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think there's going to be somebody that's going to claim Richard LeCount, uh, former fifth round pick in 2021. He's played sparingly to this point. Um, for the Browns, I think somebody is going to have a safety need. And if there's one thing Richard the Count showed, at least in preseason while playing for the Browns, was ability to find the football. Um, you know, and look, if you can do that, and there's teams with secondary issues, there's no question where LeCount might be a guy that they're looking to bring in. Um, you don't know if it LeCount his, you know, maybe something happened otherwise. Um, you know, where the Browns just kind of said, look, we're, we're done here. You know what I'm saying? But we can't have a guy that's a bottom end of the roster player, you know, not abiding by the rules. 
And we're going to get to one other thing here, you know, after G gives his thoughts here, because the Browns are now carrying 11 offensive linemen on their 53-man roster. Something there doesn't necessarily seem right either, because that is a heavy, heavy number. But G. Bush, Browns made a move yesterday. Richard LeCount, now the first ever Andrew Berry draft choice for uh, the team to be moving ways with. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by this. One, given the fact that, you know, the Browns secondary, especially at the safety position, they haven't played lights out. Um, they have not been, uh, you know, to a place where they have such great depth that they're just like, you know, we can't afford to keep this guy. So, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, I've, I've called for Joe Woods to hold people accountable. And if they can't get lined up and, and stop busting plays, put somebody else in there that, that won't do that. And this is a move that kind of says, well, we're going to ride out what we got. You know, we Grant Delpit and, and John Johnson are going to get every opportunity to make sure that they play. And, you know, from the Browns standpoint, from, you know, you just have to hope that they don't, you know, they play a lot better and, and, and play up to uh, their, their their number in, on the salary cap and the number they were drafted at in, in case of Grant Delpit. So I was a little surprised by that. Um, then you go and you figure, you say, okay, well, they got rid of a safety. Uh, what position did they pick someone up, up at? I'm thinking maybe it's a defensive lineman, but they go back and get Forbes, and it's an offensive lineman. And I'm like, well, you got 11 offensive linemen. You just had Conklin come back. Um, you you got Hub, Hubbard. You, you still got some of these other dudes up there. Uh, Hudson plays well when he gets an opportunity to. So I'm looking at it like, well, why would you pick up another old lineman? Uh, is somebody hurt? Is somebody about to secretly get sat down? Uh, <laughs> and if I had to speculate on somebody that might get sat down, I mean, who's the weakest link right now? Mm, I mean, Jed Wills. I mean, we'll, I, I ain't saying they're going to sit you down, but that seemed kind of crazy that they go get another lineman. I, I just didn't understand that. So, you know, Richard LeCount, and, and you said it earlier, when he had an opportunity to play, he got an interception against Jacksonville in the preseason last year, um, didn't play much, played on special teams. And there's no way I don't think he's going to um, sneak on the practice squad because there's going to be somebody that's going to say, hey, he was a former five-star five star recruit, played at Georgia, sat on the bench for two uh, years. Hey, let's take a waiver on him. And I don't, I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to just stash this dude back on the practice squad. So, you know, my, I, I'm kind of confused. We'll see what Kevin Stefanski has to say about it as the week matriculates and as the weeks develop. But man, I, it was kind of like a head scratcher to me. I, I don't know. I agree with you. I think one of the first things is, is you know, is there something here that maybe it's just not football? Um, is it the fact that the Anthony Bell is doing everything you're asking of this guy as an undrafted free agent? And maybe he deserves some reps. You know, maybe it's to the point that, hey, look, you know, I'm going to give it to the kid who's scratching claw and doing everything he can, you know, including filling up the water bottles, you know, get an opportunity for some playing time. Um, it could be, you know, maybe something where maybe Richard LeCount and personality, work ethic, it could be one of those things where they just said, you know, I think we maybe reached the point here where this isn't working. Um, again, you know, really hard to get clarification of whether or not they're trying to get him back to the practice squad. Me personally, you know, you're getting to this point in the season now where, you know, we talk about the Browns injuries. Look, everybody's going through this, and you're going to see this as we get into Charger coverage here this week. You know, you're already without your left tackle for the entire season. Uh, Joey Bosa, 
you know, minor groin surgery. There ain't a man alive. There ain't a man alive that's ever going to say there is groin surgery. That is minor. Do, so, do, you understand, <laughs> do you understand like that, that you don't come. That's like somebody saying I got a minor hamstring injury. No, there's nothing minor about that. Or it's like saying, you know, a, a woman had, you know, some some minor minor pains while giving birth. No, 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 no. When you're talking that area of the body, man, <laughs> there ain't nothing, nothing that is minor. My other thought process is in with you on these 11 offensive linemen here. Are we maybe, you know, and maybe not, I don't even think you're moving a lineman. First off, there's no injury. Every offensive lineman that started Sunday against the Falcons played every snap. So there's not a question there whether or not somebody's dinged, you know, as far as that goes. Uh, the Browns currently are the number one graded offense according to PFF. So I don't think you're making any moves there. My question is, are you moving on maybe from one of these offensive linemen? Chris Hubbard? I mean, he's been injured the entire time. You know, we talk about Hudson. I think Hudson has certainly passed him now. If there is an issue where they got to play an offensive tackle, I don't think even if Chris Hubbard's healthy, they're not calling that number at, at James Hudson. We've seen Dunn play a lot as the third tight end. Obviously, they like that role for him, and they like, obviously, the fact that they can use him somewhere else if need be. Are they maybe going to move an offensive lineman? And does that mean they're going to go explore perhaps a defensive tackle on a free agent market? I'm not saying any names. I know you all want to put in Dominican Sue in here. But for all intents and purposes, as much as you all seem to keep making that want to happen, um, it seems and Dominican Sue and his agent are trying to make that happen. But it seems like, you know, the, the Browns kind of got that one on, you know, DN, you know, DND do not disturb as far as those phone calls. Um, but does it mean there could be another move coming and they're going to move on from an offensive lineman? And it does seem weird because Drew Forbes was not their guy. They didn't draft him. Drew Forbes, I don't even know if he's taken an NFL rep yet to this point in year four. Um, obviously just a guy that the Browns like the Browns value brought him back in here. We'll see the way it works out for Richard LeCount. That information will come down about Tuesday, about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, those waiver claims. So if you're looking out for that, that's what you're looking out for here. Uh, we're going to get in a little bit, just a little bit final Falcons thoughts here. There was some good thing from the defense on Sunday. Nobody's really going to mention it. Nobody's really going to talk about it. So G Bush and I will. And as far as the disaster that was the Browns, run defense in the second half, giving up over 170 total yards. Well, here's the good news. Those guys aren't supposed to be playing very often. So we'll get into all that. Jeff Floyd, G. Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. Our next par uh, partner has a product I use literally every day. I started a taking AG1. You know, I talked about in the morning. Um, look, I got kids. I got a wife. Everybody goes to the same school. They're all on the same schedule. I got to be going in the morning. And look, there's just times where coffee isn't enough. I, in the morning, I can't sit down and start taking pills and vitamins. My stomach isn't ready for it. So I was looking for a little different type of pick-me-up. So I've been on it for months now. I love it. It doesn't, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It's not chalky. It's kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what exactly is it? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things that you should be concerned about. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or even gluten-free. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and come on, I know you spend just as much as that 
on your coffee habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to the Locked on Brown podcast, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, make sure you follow us at gbush91 at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on uh twitter uh you know make sure also uh for the last what three weeks no four weeks first four weeks of the two minute warning post game show have been dramatic it has been over the top dramatic i i mean we've gone come down to last second field goals last drives we've talked about onside kicks Every Denzel Ward jumping on a ball loose in the end zone. <laughs> Man, we had everything under the sun. And if you were there, you saw it all live. That's the great thing about the two-minute warning. We come on for our post-game show at the two-minute warning when the game might be still in the balance. So you get an opportunity to come in, voice your opinion, uh, you know, stand on pin, pins and needles with all of us, uh, me, Jeff, uh, Adam the Bull, and Mikey McNuggets, and you know how you know how people in New York get. get we got a lot of feisty guys, Jeff and, and and Bull going at it. You know they they just ready to go, knock down dragouts, man. But that's the great thing. About oh, by the it. way, and by the way, Bernie Carzo, I agree with me, Bull. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, look, 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 see how petty he is. Look <laughs> <laughs> how petty you is, Jeff. <laughs> I like it though. Taking shots while you ain't even around. Hey, you said I told you I was right. <laughs> so you be a part of this petty whole petty feud by by joining us and, and hitting that uh hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button so you know when we go on. And that's this great thing about the two minute warning. We'll be doing that, and it's gonna be another good one this week as the Chargers come up as well. Um, Jeff, we talked about, um, you know, some of the guys on, on the postgame show. Defensive line looked terrible. Defensive line, the fits were horrible. Guys were getting blown off the ball. Anytime somebody is running the ball 11 straight times down your throat and you can't get off the field, you can't that is get just off the blocks. ultimate. That is just the ultimate middle finger in football. I mean, basically, it, it, without saying you're soft, it's basically saying you're soft. Crazy. I, I mean, I was just sitting there helpless and hopeless because I knew what was going on. You saw what was going on. And I always love, you know, you played offense. When you see an offense and an offensive coordinator find something and just keep going back to it. He, he looked at the sheet and was like, forget the sheet. Forget that. They can't stop this. And they just ran it and ran it and ran it. And, and, and that just goes to show you, and I know they might not want to get, um, they might not want to do a situation where, where they want to bring in Dominic and Sue in. But I'm going to tell you what, even as our starters, even Taven Bryan, he didn't look great against Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, he is, you know, these guys are great now in the 20s. John Cosco told me them scores. I was like, 20s? This is I know you might not want to go get them. I know you might want your people, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. Sometimes you got to swallow your pride and say, look, get me some reinforcements in here. And luckily that they, they do have frontline guys 
that are great. Your frontline guys are Miles Garrett. Your frontline guys are Jadavian Clowney. You you weren't even supposed to be get, playing Rochelle. You were supposed to be playing Winovich, right? You were supposed to be playing some of these other guys. But here's the problem. Those guys aren't available right now. So what are you going to do? Um, you're going to sit here and play possum, or you're going to go get somebody? Because now, this is where the schedule kicks up, Jeff. This The, the Browns not only could lose to the Chargers, they could get smoked by the Chargers. They can put something on you where you get embarrassed. And that's what the schedule looks like moving forward. I don't see very many cupcakes in this schedule. Your thoughts on, on what's going on up front? Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. And, you know, if anything, you bring in a guy like Ndamukong Sue, he's going to fight. You know what I'm saying? And, and it'll get to the point where if it was six plays, guess what? They run it on the seventh play, Ndamukong Sue's going to get pissed off. And, and I think that's the thing that probably got everybody a little frustrated. It was like it just kept coming. It just kept coming. And like an old cartoon character, you know, you know, like Wiley Coyote, they kept getting up. And then there was the anvil. Get up. There's the anvil again. It was, it was, it was rough to see. Granted, this defensive line, a lot of these guys aren't going to be taking a majority of the reps. Um, Jacob Phillips, and I understand what some of these guys were doing. You get to a point like that. You're not worried about trying to get a three-yard stop. You're trying to do everything you can to get a negative three. So all of a sudden, now it's second and 13, and it's crazy to say, but whew, we can get a breath now. All we got to do is cover because you're getting physically mauled like they were. So I understand the over-exuberance and trying to just say, we got to do anything we can to just absolutely blow this play up. But you do that, and we see how many times do we see this with Nick Chubb. All right, go a little bit further to the outside. Cut back. See you later. And you saw that happen on several occasions. The other thing, what you noticed is no Jadavian Clowney and no Miles Garrett. And when we talk about these guys, obviously the first thing that comes with Miles is just his straight pass rushing ability. Jadavian Clowney as well. Also the ability for Clowney to understand I'm not winning a rep, so I am going to stand right here, get my big six-foot-five body in the air, and make the most difficult passing lane possible if the quarterback's looking to go over my head. But what you notice when they are not there is how much they cover as far as run defense. You really don't call wide running plays against the Browns if they're playing both of these defensive ends. They are way too athletic, and they can get out there and set the edge. So it limits you offensively as to what you can do as far as running the ball. They're out, and you're playing. And look, no offense to Alex Wright. He's playing more than he should be to this point. You know, the Browns did not draft him with the point the theory of you're going to get 47 reps to this point. That's not what they wanted. <coughs> Isaiah Thomas either. <clears throat> and Isaac Rochelle. As we show on the practice squad. So these guys are not supposed to be seeing the reps they are. Um, but this defensive tackle group, and look, there's every now and then like, oh, Jordan Elliott, that looked like a pro rep. Oh, Tommy Togiai. All right, walking somebody in the backfield. But the problem is you got to disengage. Just walking the guy in the back of the disengage. Go find the ball. Point, you know, it's great you push the guy back, but you got to dive left or right and create that big wall where the running back says, I, I can't see a hole. So therefore, there is not one. So you certainly need improvement in that area. I think the other thing, G, is the secondary, look, and I understand the lapse late in the game, especially, oh, everybody, I can't believe you had that coverage lapse. You're going to have a coverage lapse when the team runs the ball 11 times in a row. You get see so many running plays, your, bra your brain just kind of forgets that the pass play is coming. And now you're overselling. You're overcommitting because of the fact that you're getting gashed by the run. Nobody covers the fourth wide receiver, da-da-da-da-da, 40-something yards first down. Secondary played much better as a whole. 
Denzel Ward for the shots he was taking. And to his credit, you know, Denzel Ward could have easily dropped a tweet or Instagram post after the game and, you know, whatever, and said, hey, I'm still the guy I always was. And, you know, we saw that on Sunday. You know, we talked a lot about, oh, my God, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. This is a terrible, terrible matchup. Uh, No, the Browns got hosed and beaten down by a second string and a third string running back, a guy who literally just came off the practice squad. The Browns need these guys back. And look, Taven Bryant, Taven Bryant is not going to scare anybody into thinking he's Aaron Donald. They need Taven Bryant back. This is a veteran. At least he understands this is my role. This is what I have to do. I'm not here to make plays. I'm here to create a mess. And with Clowney and Garrett doing what they do so well, the run fits become less difficult for your linebackers because they say, you want to know what? I've got to get inside. I've got to get inside Miles. I've got to get inside that defensive tackle because the outside is either going to be a corner there or they're not going to be able to run it outside anyway. That just makes a life for Jacoby Phillips and, of course, I'm sorry, Jacob Phillips and, of course, JOK that much easier. Kiefer Browns is going to be getting healthier and getting these guys back this week. Hopefully it is this week because Coach Stefanski yesterday spoke. They said Miles Garrett, there was something came out Sunday. Maybe it was going to be two to four weeks possibly. The ailment could hinder him that long. I'm not necessarily sure how long that necessarily means Miles is going to be out. Um, look, guys play with similar types of injuries week in, week out. We'll see the way it goes. But obviously, you know, if there's one thing you know is the Browns need 90 and 95 back in a massive, massive way. They cover a lot of warts on this defensive line. Yeah, you know, we, we're looking at it from the standpoint um, of, of one week or, or maybe, you know, two weeks, but you know, one one thing is we don't know how bad that strain is in the bicep. Last thing you want to happen is they say, look, you go out there, he reaches his arm out to get a tackle or make a tackle. That thing gets dinged, and all of a sudden, you, you might be dealing with a torn bicep rather than a strain. So, we, we, you know, we, we're not privy to the MRI information, but um, hopefully we get those guys out there sooner than later because I'm going to tell you what, the Browns defensive line needs it bad because we're not getting pressure. We're not getting any pressure, and we're not stopping the run. So you got to you got to be able to at least do one. You can't be giving up both. Uh, and, and so right now, we definitely need those guys back. And one question is going to be is is you know with the injury that Miles has, is there going to be some maybe some change in where he takes the snaps from? Is it going to be easier for him to line up on a right tackle? We'll see. I mean, all things we're you know going to look here, you know, as we go through this week, and hopefully these guys coming back. And you kind of have to think the Charger game was the one. You probably thought, hey, we can maybe squeak this one out. You didn't, and they were wrong, but you probably thought the eyes were towards this part of the schedule, getting Jadavian Black, uh, getting G, uh, Jadavian back, which will be three weeks from his injury, getting Miles back. It'll be 13 weeks Sunday. I mean, sorry, 13 days Sunday from the day, you know, Miles had the car wreck. Hopefully they will be ready to go. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. I'm going to talk a little bit here about last year's Browns-Chargers game and some things maybe the Browns can carry over that hopefully can maybe, uh, you know, turn the tides here, get them a victory this week. Latest LLB. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sporting waging information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game 
starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G Boys Jeff Lloyd in the building. Uh, make sure follow us on, on Locked On Browns as well on Twitter, man. Sometimes you know we 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 always retweet every episode and we tweet that out. So if if you're a, a guy that's like, man, I'm kind of lazy. I just want to I just want to go to one spot. There's a spot for you. You follow us on Locked On Browns. We post every one of our uh, one of our videos up there that we do on YouTube, so you can check that out. All you can do is click the link and it take you right to what we're doing right now. Also, make sure you continue to support us. Um, and we've had a nice little bump and uptick on um, our downloads where where we uh, on our podcast. So if you guys are uh, you know a podcast listener, maybe you catch up on you know in the car, listen for in the first part of the day. Make sure you continue to support us wherever you download your podcast. And thank you for making us the first listen of today. Jeff, um, I go back to this game last year, and, uh, you know, it wasn't the offense, right? It wasn't the offense that didn't uh, didn't help you out. It was the defense, right? Um, you, you couldn't get a stop all day. Um, the Browns were in that game. Uh, uh, David and Juke, Joku had a, a really nice game, long run in that game. The Browns were able to do a lot of different things. They were able to put, put, able to put 40 plus points on the board, but I just don't want us to get into this thing, man. And, and this is this is something that that happens to teams that are snake bitten. Every other game is something different, right? It's it's it, this week we scored 40 points, but we couldn't get off the field, and we gave up 45. The next week, we got three or four turnovers in the red zone, and, and, and we didn't get any points coming out of that, and, and, and we didn't capitalize. The next week is, you know, hey, guys, special teams hurt us. We you miss a couple field goals. The next week is, is pass protection. Those That kind of stuff happens to mediocre to bad teams. Some, at some point in time, you're going to have to say, guess what? We got one side of the football figure it out and every time that we come into the game we know what we can hang our hat on right now we thought it was defense right now it's the offense you just you alluded to it number one offense I, it could be it could be better because they could be giving the ball to those to those uh running backs even more they could be throwing the ball to the running backs even more you know 19 carries for me is not enough carries for me so right now i think what the Cleveland Browns need to understand is they're going to have an opportunity to put some points on the board, especially without Joey Bosa out there. What they got to focus on is making sure Justin Herbert don't get 60 points and give it a busted coverages. <laughs> At least make him work for it. No wide open people because he can make you look silly this week. Well, some things I look back and just going back and looking at this, you know, and this was probably, I guess it was probably Baker Mayfield's best game last year for the Browns. And this is kind of what caused some of the problems is, is, well, is the shoulder an issue or is it not? Because there were weeks like this where Baker went 32, 23 to 32, over three bills, two touchdowns, no interceptions and played well. And then there were weeks, well, uh, well, the shoulder's an issue and didn't play well. So this is kind of for me last year where it all started maybe kind of fall apart because you couldn't really use the injury as an excuse anymore. This team last year against the Los Angeles Chargers, on the road, keep in mind, this was in L.A., Browns ran for 6.6 yards per carry, 230 yards on the ground. Now, Garrett and I, you heard us talk about this after the loss on Sunday. 
the best thing you have going for this team right now on the offensive side of the ball is Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. There's just no way around it. And I know things are scripted and this, that, and the other thing, but there should not ever be a day where these guys are healthy. You've got that full line intact. And this day, the Browns ran the ball 35 times with those two guys. It's got to be 35, maybe even closer to 40. You have to shorten this game because you cannot let Justin Herbert go out there. And you want to rank quarterbacks top five, top six in the NFL. I I don't need an overall number one, but you tell me Justin Herbert's part of that club, I'm in. I I absolutely agree. Uh, Mike Williams is still getting it done for the Chargers. Uh, A couple times now the Browns have faced him. Similar type of build player to Drake London. So can the Browns have the answer again this week? Because last year they didn't. He had over 170 on him, including a 72-yard touchdown, where I think Ronnie Harrison and Greedy Williams did the old, I got him, you take him. And next thing you know, there was Mike Williams gone for 70-something yards for a touchdown. Um, Not a lot of overall changes with the Chargers, which is good for the Browns. I mean, you can dissect the living daylights out of the tape from you know just one year ago <clears throat> and hope some stuff like that's going to carry over here. David Njoku was an animal that day. No day about it. Best uh, best statistical production of his entire career. Um, he is a mismatch type of player. We've seen that to this point with David Njoku on pace for 70-something receptions, over 800 yards, starting to show the rest of the NFL what the Browns were thinking in giving him the payday that they did. But you can go back and you can see some things here that should translate over to this season, things the Browns did well then um, that they can do in this game. And keep in mind, they did not have Jack Conklin that game. That was a James Hudson start that week. So, you know, you've got to find a way to get yourself amped up. Look, Atlanta, it's over. It's done with. It's over. There's nothing you can do. It's all eyes on the Los Angeles Chargers, and they are a good team. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say they're elite. You know Herbert's still a little bit dinged up. Austin Eckler's an absolute pain in the butt. All of these things are true, but nothing really essentially changed for them. If the Browns start getting some reinforcements back, You've got to feel you've got the ability to go out there and play with this team for 60 minutes on Sunday. Uh, yeah, um, they, they're going to have to. Yeah, I think you said one main thing. They better shorten this game um, because I, I, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, you know, I watched the film. I'm going back watching this, and um, it's not It's not pretty. I, if you can't get off the field here, <laughs> It's not going to be a good situation, bro. I don't have no faith in in, in some of those uh, in some of the backups that we got going right now. They the only way the Browns come out when I'm mean, I just keep it real with y'all. The only way they coming out with that win is if they control the clock, they control the ball, and they put points on the board when they're in the red zone. And I'm talking sevens, not threes. That's it. Uh, see, we get back to that field goal chat one more time. One more time, we sneak that field goal talk in there. Um, but look, it's going to be a good week here. Or we're going to have a crossover episode for you. We'll sit down with the guys from uh, Locked On Chargers. You know, a couple, a couple more episodes get you guys all prepped. Hopefully, we still hear, start to hear some promising things during the week about the availability of some of the key players out for the Browns. Another thing to keep your eyes out on is, you know, are the Browns going to continue with 11 offensive linemen? Or is there perhaps another move coming here as Browns moved on from Richard LeCount, brought Drew Forbes back. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11-1, Monday through Friday on YouTube, 92.3 The Fans, The Barbershop, Saturday mornings, pregame, postgame, Browns, 92.3 The Fan. Make sure you're checking Garrett out there. Follow at GBush91, myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, 
Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it's on podcast form, make sure you're following or subscribed, or of course available now on YouTube. Subscribe, make sure you have the notifications on so when the content drops, it is there for you to digest. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.